Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome you to another session of Inspired by the Word, Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Now, I also want to thank esteemed Sister Makama for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Today, we'll be praying. Today, Today we'll be praying, praying from the scripture. Today we'll be praying from the scripture, first Thessalonians 4, verse 35, and second Corinthians 10, 36. First Thessalonians 4, 35, it says, God's will is for you to be sent to be set apart for him in holiness and that you keep yourself unpolluted from sexual defilement. Yes, each of you must guard your sexual purity with holiness and dignity, not yielding to lustful passions like those who don't know God. That's the bit version. Second Corinthians 10, 36, message translation says, the word is unprincipled, is dog, it's dog out there. The word doesn't fight fear, but we don't live or fight about us that way. Never. Never have and never will. The tools of a trade are arranged for marketing or manipulation, but they are for diminishing that, that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God, God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers directed against the truth of God, beating every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. The student family will be praying, will be praying fervently in the spirit. The student family will be praying fervently in the spirit against the indoctrination of children into explicit sexual orientation. We are proclaiming God's, we are proclaiming God's The proclaiming God's judgment on the deception and falsehood that is taught to children. That is taught to children. That is taught to children in the UK and across Europe. And we are affirming that parents and their children alike are dear to God and, and desire for them to come to a full understanding of God's, God's truth. And we, about sexual orientation through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are also affirming that parents are empowered by the Spirit of God to stand against and resist every demonic influence of sexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, and any other form of demonic sexual relation on their children. We are also affirming that laws, legislations, and policies that empower the activities of a spirit contrary to God's design are abolished the mighty name, the mighty name of Jesus. We are also praying that school authorities across Europe take their responsibility seriously in safeguarding children from misguided agendas in the master's name of Jesus. Esteemed family, can you unmute your mic and, and it doesn't really for nations of the world right now. 
Sele 
Oh, 
Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you glory, we give you honor because all children in the world are dear to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, in you, in the kingdom of Europe, all children are dear to you. Right now, Lord God, we, as we firm, we put a stop to every industry nation of children to explicit sexual orientation. Lord, we declare that only your, your, your will and counsel stand in the UK and Europe and across the UK and Europe in the name of Jesus. Lord, we affirm, oh Lord, their parents and children, they are, they are coming to the full knowledge and understanding of your will for them as relation in the name of Jesus. And we put a stop to every falsehood, every falsehood, every manipulation. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, we abolish every legislation, every policy that is that is empowering this. Activities, these demonic activities across the United Kingdom and Europe in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, this school authority across Europe. Yes, they're standing up to take to the responsibility of safeguarding children from misguided agendas in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father, for we know that it is done your will establish in united kingdom and across europe thank you yes thank you father thank you jesus for in jesus precious name we pray amen 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 thank you so much esteemed sister makama for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer thank you esteemed family for being part of today's intercessory prayer thank you for the changes you're causing around the world thank you esteemed prayer team for the sacrifice and labor of love and God bless you richly. Right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all, and do enjoy the rest of the devotion. Cabra lidro zunto shie kalidro zie bo shui zitabazie kanima lidro zie jaga. You are the God who called all things to be.
God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, God of the prophet, you're before all things in time, Father of spirits. Father of life, you're the one who lives forever. God of Abraham, Lord and King, portion of Jacob, before things in time, Father of mercy, Father of grace, you're the author of all things. Oh, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, God of the prophets, you're before things in time, Father of spirits, Father of life. You're the one who lives forever. God of Abraham, Lord and King. The portion of Jacob, same yesterday, today, Father of mercy, Father of grace, you're the author of all things, a thousand tongues will Never be enough to describe you. Mm, not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace. A
thousand tongues will never be enough to describe you. Not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace. A thousand tongues will never be enough to describe you. Lord, not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace. You're the greatest. Your name is the highest. Your power irresistible you are the greatest your name is the highest your power irresistible you're the greatest your name is the highest your power irresistible. A thousand tongues will never be enough to describe you. God of mercy and grace, not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace a thousand tongues will never be enough to describe you lord I, 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 not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace. Lord, a thousand tongues will never be enough to describe you. Mm, not even words will ever be enough to tell the triumph of your grace. You're the greatest. Rabo Marie Kesekede, Rika Soto Roko Jataraba, Sekende Bo Sharaba, 
Oh, you are a dependable God. The Father of mercy, the Father of grace. You are indeed the author of all things. We lift our hands in praise to you. We adore you this morning. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, our comforter, our helper, our counselor, our advocate and standby. Barika Sotoroko Shekedekoraba Sandarabaka Sotoroko Sharaba. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the praise and the honor. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good morning, esteemed family. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on where you are connected from, thank you so much for connecting today and welcome to the Rhapsody segment of today's devotion. Hallelujah. I would like to thank Brother Tae for that wonderful prayer segment. Sister Grace, sorry, Sister Abigail, about your network. Thank you so much, Sister Grace for that worship segment, hallelujah, makarabasha. Thank you, Pastanda Pandula, for sharing the screen. And thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity, esteemed Sister Kelvinaris. You know, I'm, I'm really loving the both of you more every day. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So right away, oh my God, today's Rhapsody segment, and the title is, Don't Forget Who You Are. Today, 20th June, Tuesday, 2023. Pastor is reminding us not to forget who we are. Mm. Before I start explaining, let's dive into it. Uh, the opening verse says, but we all, with unveiled face, behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same glory, to the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Second Corinthians 3 verse 18. Yesterday, Pastor told us, reminded us actually, that we are glory. You are glory. I am glory. As he is, so are we in this world. Today we are being admonished not to forget who we are. Hey, I don't know if that, if that gets any better than this. So pastor opens and says, God gave us his word to enable us see ourselves the way he sees us, understand things from his perspective and live to fulfill his perfect will. Mm. God's word reveals God's image and opinion of you, which is the image and opinion he wants you to have of yourself. Mm. But you cannot know who you are unless you dive into the word. You cannot, you cannot know who you are. You know, right now I'm being reminded so much, like it, there's something that's coming to my spirit just now as I read this, um, of how David had so much audacity standing in front of Goliath. You know, um, your Goliath today can be anything. 
And you find that when you don't know who you are, there is so much insecurity. There's so much confusion that comes with it. There is so much lack of direction. But when you know who you are, you can stand boldly before any Goliath. You can stand boldly and speak the word, the audacity of your faith. But you cannot know who you are and God's mind and thoughts towards you unless you delve into this word with so much passion, with a conviction, where you say, I'm going to do it. Pastor goes on to say, so as you study the word and see your true image and identity, retrain the picture retain the picture sorry don't forget who you are don't forget who you are don't forget who you are oh francisca don't forget who you are Sister Tinta, don't forget who you are. Sister Kevin, don't forget who you are. Brothers and sisters, don't forget who you are. When you are faced with any situation, when that business is not working out, when there's confusion in your home, anywhere, do not forget who you are. Life is spiritual. You are a spiritual being. Connect to the to the, to the God that understands and created you. When you don't know how to operate a television, you go to the manual. When you don't know how to operate a car, you go to the manual. The instruct, when you don't know how to drive, you go to a driving school and are given an instructor. The instructor is the Holy Spirit. That driving school is the word. Delve into it. You cannot change situations in the natural. It can only be done in the spiritual realm. Remember who you are. So pastor says in James 1 verse 23 to 24, for if by for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and, for, and goeth, out, goeth his way and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he is. You read the word today. You listen to pastor's voice. You listen to Francisca. You listen to esteemed sister Kelvinaris. You listen to esteemed sister Amaka and you are charged up. You are excited. You are saying, I'm going out to change the world. And when you that situation now comes in, you forget who you are. When you are faced with that enemy, you forget who you are. There is a reminder. The admonishment today is remember who you are. Do not forget who you are. There are a lot of people that wound up in very bad situations because you stray away from who you are. You may look at other people enjoying themselves. You know, you look at people in the world and you're like, why are they enjoying? And I am in the one in Christianity. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. There is a reward. Focus on the recompense. There is a reward that comes with sticking to the word. You are not missing out on anything. Hallelujah. So it goes on, pastor goes on to say, observe the underlined portion. Interestingly, it doesn't say that one who doesn't do the word forget, forgot what he looked like. Rather, it says such a fellow is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in the mirror, thoughtfully observes himself, and then goes off and forgets. This 
the kind or the type of man that he is. You look at yourself, you behold, you listen to the word. But when you go off, oh, hallelujah. I don't know how many of us have been faced with such a situation, but I have, you know, before inspired by the word, you don't know who you are. Do you know God loves you? Do you know that you are the seed of Abraham? Or we just say it. Are you practicing it? When you're faced with a situation, Francisca, when you're faced with a situation, brothers, are we doing the word? Are you saying to yourself, he keeps us in perfect to a point where even our enemies are at peace with us. He is our provider. He is our comforter. He is the God that standeth with you. Or are you falling in the face of adversity? In the day of adversity. Oh, hey, yesterday we were told you are his glory. Did you go out there and say, as he is, so am I in this world. It doesn't matter what is happening. Pastor goes on to say, God's word reveals the type or kind of person you are. The species, I am the chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The species of being that you are. Hey, that's extraordinary. For example, in 2 Peter 1 verse 4, the mirror, the word, shows that you are a partaker of divine nature, an associate of the God kind. <sighs> you know, like Sister Kevin would say, just, you know, just at this point, we can close. We can, we can close. Yeah, an associate... <laughs> Yeah, an associate of the God kind. You know, um, I got into reading about, you know, when you look at the devil, nah? when you remember how he fell, he wanted to be like God. He so much wanted to elevate himself to that position that he did not belong. And even the angels marvel at us. When they look at us, they say, who is that? That... <coughs> You know, the God himself, the fullness of God dwells in you. The Bible says, ye are gods. You have over, he is in me. Something that the devil wanted so much to be like him. For me, I don't need to struggle with it. I don't need to fight a war with it. No, he freely comes into me just upon accepting him. How? How beautiful is that? Like you, you have something that the devil wanted. You, you are a God. The Holy Spirit, the God himself is dwells bodily in you. How big can that be? But instead the devil tries to sway you away with insecurity, with lack of confidence, throws all these things at you to deter you from realizing and living in your full purpose. Ah, this word, oh, let's finish, or oh, we will be here the whole day. <laughs> so the last verse, pastor says, in Ephesians 1, verse 22, the mirror shows that you are seated together with Christ. Oh, my God. And all things are under your feet. I don't care what it is. It is your footstool under your feet. You know, it's like, 
<laughs> the the boldness that comes with being you, you are we are Christians. If if you pray and your prayer is not answered, Pastor says you are practicing religion. The open door policy of going to the Father boldly and speaking to Him and getting results—that is Christianity. Because you know who you are, and Pastor goes the the verse goes on to say you have dominion over all things. You reign victoriously over Satan, sickness, failure, and death. Oh, hallelujah! this is who you are according to god's word live accordingly hey francisca you reign in dominion francisca you reign over all things you reign over failure you reign over death hallelujah we are reigning over all things all things all things are yours today be reminded that all things are yours the holy spirit lives in you this child does not want to stop hallelujah Thank you so much for the opportunity. I had too much fun with this and I am reminded of who I am. We will not forget who we are. I'm not forgetting who I am. Praise the Lord. And I hand over to the next person that is taking the uh, further study. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. My same sister Lima, please, if you're online, kindly raise your hand. Okay, over to you, Brother Manosa. Glory to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed sister Maka for this great opportunity. Thank you, esteemed sister Francisca, for an awesome Rhapsody exhortation. Glory to God. And right away, we'll be going into our Bible study, starting with the further, um, the further study of our Rhapsody of Realities. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18, the Amplified Classic reads, And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we, continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree, one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. James 1, 22 to 25, the new King James version reads, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. I was reading on the screen. Please just give me a minute. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straight away forgeteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the mirror, into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, 
he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we'll be taking the prayer right now. See, dear Father, your word is the reflection of your immense glory, greatness, excellence, and success deposited in my spirit. I am the expression of your righteousness and the unveiling of your goodness to the world. I am the effulgence of your glory, perfections, beauty, and grace. And I am conscious of your supernatural life in me. My life is indeed an unveiling of the virtues and perfections of divinity. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll now hand over to the esteemed Pastor Nye. Thank you also very much. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel. Praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kel, for, for the Rhapsody of Friday segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from, I'll take the New Testament reading for today's devotion. Caption, the blinding of Saul. All this time, Saul was breathing down the necks of the master's disciples out for the kill. He went to the chief priest and got arrest warrants to take to the meeting places in Damascus so that if he found anyone there belonging to the way, <clears throat> whether men or women, he would arrest them and bring them to Jerusalem. He set off when he got to the outskirts of Damascus. He was suddenly dazed by a blinding flash of light. As he fell to the ground, he heard a voice, Saul, Saul. Why are you out to get me? He said, who are you, master? I am Jesus, the one you are hunting down. I want you to get up and enter the city. In the city, you'll be told what next to do. His companions stood there dumbstruck. They could hear the sound, but they couldn't see anyone. Why so picking himself off the ground, found himself stone blind. They had to take him by the hand and lead him into Damascus. He continued blind for three days. He ate nothing, drank nothing. There was a disciple in Damascus by the name of Ananias. The master spoke to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, master, he answered. Get up and go over to Straight Avenue. Ask at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus. His name is Saul. He's there praying. He has just, he's just had a dream in which he saw a man named Ananias enter the house and lay hands on him so he could see again. Ananias protested, Master, you can't be serious. Everybody's talking about this man and the terrible things he has been doing. His reign of terror against your people in Jerusalem. And now he's shown up here with papers from the chief priests that gave him license to do the same to us. But the master said, don't argue, go. I've picked him as my personal representatives to non-Jews and kings and Jews. And now I'm about to show him what's in for the hard suffering that goes with this job. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Anas went and found the house, placed his hands 
on blind Saul and said, Brother Saul, the master sent me. The same Jesus you saw on your way here. He sent me so you could see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than something like scales fell from Saul's eyes. He could see again. He got to his feet, was baptized, and sat down with them to a hearty meal. Caption, plots against Saul. Saul spent a few days getting acquainted with the Damascus disciples, but then went straight to work, wasting no time, preaching in the meeting places that this Jesus was the son of God. They were caught off guard by this and not at all sure they could trust him. They kept saying, isn't this the man who wrecked havoc in Jerusalem among the believers? Didn't he come here to do the same? Arrest us and drag off to jail in Jerusalem for sentencing by the high priest? But their suspicions didn't slow Saul down for a minute. His momentum was up now, and he poured straight into the opposition, disarming the Damascus Jews and trying to show them that this Jesus was the Messiah. After this had gone on quite a long time, some Jews conspired to kill him. They saw God wind of it. They were watching the city gates around the clock so they could kill him. Then one night, the disciples engineered his escape by lowering him over the wall in a basket. Back in Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. They didn't trust him one bit. Then Barnabas took him under his wing. He introduced him to the apostles and stood up for him. Told them how Saul had seen and spoken to the master on the Damascus road and how in Damascus itself, he had laid his life on the line with his bold preaching in Jesus' name. After that, he was accepted as one of them, going in and out of Jerusalem with no questions asked. Only he beated as he preached in the master's name, but then he ran afoul of a group called Hellenists. He had been engaged in a running argument with them who plotted his mother. When his friends learned of the plots, they got him out of town, took him to Caesarea, and then shipped him off to Tarsus. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. And say a big thank you to Esther Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you, and I love you. Wow, very interesting. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Justine, um, Sister Maka, and my amazing, amazing co-hosts. Good morning to... And thank you, um, Sister Francisca, for that amazing Rhapsody of Realities review. Thank you, Pastor Unine, for helping us to capture the New Testament so succinctly. And I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone of you connected here today. Hallelujah. So today we are concluding the book of Second Chronicles by um, reading by reading 2 Chronicles 35 and 36. Praise God. So, verse 1, Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the 14th day of the first month, and he set the priests in, char in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the Lord. 
okay, to the service of the house of the Lord and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel, which were holy unto the Lord, with a holy ark in the house, which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. John, I read the message translation. Oh, Chikuna, obvious. I was reading KJV. <laughs> I apologize. Okay, so I'll, I'll start again. Josiah celebrated the Passover to God in Jerusalem. They killed the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month. Aha, thank you. They killed the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month. He gave the priests detailed instructions and encouraged them in the work of leading worship in the temple of God. He also told the Levites who were in charge of teaching and guiding Israel in all matters of worship. They were especially consecrated for this. Place the sacred chest in the temple that Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel, built. You don't have to carry it around on your shoulders any longer. Serve God and God's people, Israel. Organize yourselves by families for your respective responsibilities, following the instructions left by David, king of Israel, and Solomon, his son. Take your place in the sanctuary, a team of Levites for every grouping of your fellow citizens, the light. Your job is to kill the Passover lambs, then consecrate yourselves and prepare the lambs so that everyone will be able to keep the Passover exactly as God commanded through Moses. Josiah personally donated 30,000 sheep, lambs, and goats, and 3,000 bulls. Everything needed for the Passover celebration was there. His officials also pitched in on behalf of the people, including the priests and the Levites, Ukiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel. Leaders in the temple of God gave 2,600 lambs and 300 bulls to the priests for the Passover offerings. Konaniah, his brothers, Shemaiah, and Nathanael, along with the Levitical chiefs, Ashabiah, Jehu, and Josabad, donated 5,000 lambs and 500 bulls to the Levites for the Passover offerings. Praise God. You can see. That's from the presidents to everyone, the siblings, everyone gave for this course. Praise God. It reminds me of what um, the Holy Ghost taught me years ago because I asked him a question and I said, why are some pastors rich and some pastors poor? And he said, those pastors that are poor, they preach giving, but they don't give. So, you can see here, the, the Josiah could have decided that I'm the king. I don't need to give for it. Just make, he could have made a decree and said, everybody give towards this matter. And they would have given. But he recognizes that he's supposed to be the first beneficiary of the blessings that this would bring. And he gave lavishly. Praise God. So verse 10, preparations were complete for the service of worship. The priests took up their positions and the Levites were at their posts as instructed by the king. The 
killed, they killed the Passover lambs while, and while the priests sprinkled um, the blood from the lambs, the Levites skinned them out. Then they set aside the whole bond's offering for presentation to the Lord, to the, to the family groupings of the people so that each group would offer it to God following the instructions in the book of Moses. They did the same with the katsu. They roasted the Passover lamb according to the instructions and bore the consecrated offerings in pots and kettles and pans and promptly served the people. After the people had eaten the holy meal, the Levites served themselves and the Aaronites priests. The priests were busy late into the night making the offerings at the altar. The Asaph singers were all in their places following the instructions of the Asaph, Haman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer. The security guards were on duty at each gate. The Levites also served them because they couldn't leave their posts. Everything went without a hitch in the worship of God that day as they celebrated the Passover and the offering of the whole bond of on the altar of God. It went just as Josiah had ordered. The Israelites celebrated the Passover, also known as the Feast of the Unraised Bread, for seven days. The Passover hadn't been celebrated like this since the days of Samuel. The prophets, none of the kings had done it, but Josiah, the priests, the Levites, all Judah and Israel, who were there that week, plus the citizens of Jerusalem, they did it. In the 18th year of the rule of King Josiah, the Passover was celebrated. Verse 20, sometime later, after Josiah's reformation of the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, marched out toward Carchemish on the Euphrates River on his way to war. Josiah went out to fight. Necho sent messages to Josiah saying, hmm, what do we have against each other, O king of Judah? I haven't come to fight against you or against the country with whom I'm at war. God commanded me to hurry, so don't get in my way. You will only interfere with God, who is on my side in this, and it will destroy you. But Josiah was spoiling for a fight. I wouldn't listen to a thing Neko said. In actuality, it was God who said it. Though King Josiah disguised himself when they met on the plain of Megiddo, archers shot him anyway. King said to his servants, get me out of here and badly wounded. So his servants took him out of his chariot and laid him down in an ambulance chariot and drove him back to Jerusalem. He died there and was buried in the family cemetery. Everybody in Judah and Jerusalem attended the funeral. Jeremiah composed an anthem of lament for Josiah. The anthem is still sung by the choirs of Israel to this day. The anthem is written in the Book of Lamentations. The rest of the history of Josiah, his, his exemplary and devout life, confirmed by the revelation of God, the whole story from start to finish is written in the royal annals of the kings of Israel and Judah. By popular choice, Jehoahaz, Jehoahaz, son of Josiah, was made king of Jerusalem succeeding his father.
Joaz was 23 years old when he began to rule. He was king in Jerusalem for a mere three months. King of Egypt dethroned him and forced the country to pay him nearly four tons of silver and 75 pounds of gold. See, just by Josiah's actions, he has plunged um, Judah into servitude of Egypt. Now, verse 4. Neko, king of Egypt, then made Eliakim, Joah's brother, king of Judah and Jerusalem, but changed his name to Joachim. Then he took Joah's back with him to Egypt. Joachim was 25 years old when he began to rule. He was king for 11 years in Jerusalem. In God's opinion, he was an evil king. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made war against him and bound him in bronze chains to take him prisoner to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also took things from the temple of God to Babylon and put them in his royal palace. The rest of the history of Joachim, the outrageous sacrilege committed and what happened to him as a consequence is all written in the royal annals of the kings of Israel and Judah. Joachim, his son, became the next king. Now verse 9, Joachim was 18 years old when he became king, for he ruled for only three months and 10 days in Jerusalem. In God's opinion, he was an evil king. In the spring, Nebuchadnezzar ordered him brought to Babylon, along with the valuables remaining in the temple of God. Then he made his uncle Zedekiah a puppet king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he started out as king was king in Jerusalem for 11 years. As far as God was concerned, it was just one more evil king. There wasn't a trace of contrition in him when the prophet Jeremiah preached God's word to him. And he compounded his troubles by rebelling against King Nebuchadnezzar, who earlier had made him swear in God's name that he would be loyal. He became set in his stubborn ways. He never gave God a thought. Repentance never entered his mind. Aye. The evil mindset spread to the leaders and priests and filtered down to the people kicked off an epidemic of evil, repeating the abominations of the pagans and polluting the temple of God so recently consecrated in Jerusalem. God, the God of the ancestors, repeatedly sent warning messages to them out of compassion for both his people and his temple. He wanted to give them every chance possible. But they wouldn't listen. They poked fun at God's messengers, despised the message itself, and in general treated the prophets like idiots. Ah, God became more and more angry until there was no turning back. God called in Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who came and killed indiscriminately and right in the temple itself. It was a ruthless massacre. Young men and virgins, the elderly and the weak, they were all the same to him. And then he plundered the temple of everything valuable, cleaned it out completely. He emptied the treasuries of the temple of God, the treasuries of the king and his officials and hold it all, people and possessions, off to Babylon. He burned the temple of God to the ground, knocked down the wall of Jerusalem and set fire to all the buildings. Everything valuable was burned up. Any survivor was taken prisoner into exile in Babylon and made a slave to Nebuchadnezzar and his family. The exile and slavery lasted until the kingdom of Persia took over. This is exactly the message of God that Jeremiah had preached. 
desolate land put to an extended Sabbath rest, a 70 year Sabbath rest, making up for all the unkept Sabbaths. King Cyrus, verse 22, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, is fulfilled the message of God preached by Jeremiah. God moved Cyrus, king of Persia, to make an official announcement throughout his kingdom. He wrote it out as follows From Cyrus, king of Persia, a proclamation. God, the God of the heavens, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has also assigned me to build him a temple of worship at Jerusalem in Judah. All who belongs to God's people are urged to return. And may your God be with you. Move forward. Praise God forevermore. Thank you very much, everyone. And I'll hand over to Esteem Brother Matthew. God bless you. Thank you so much, Esteem Brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Esteem Samarka for this great privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion. Praise God. On the screen, you find the affirmation today will be affirming I walk in righteousness, I walk in love, I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, I have overcome the world. We'll be making this affirmation five times this morning. Praise God, praise God, praise God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Glory to God. Glory to God. God, glory to God. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segment. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For the bread will break this day, the communion of the body of Christ. We thank you. Lord, as we break this bread, we affirm that we will never be broken. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. After the sermon, I also took the cup. When he has stopped saying, this cup is in the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Brothers and sisters, as you take this cup, you declare that our children are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. The Bible says the children that God has given unto us, they are for signs and wonders. So we declare they are for signs and wonders. They grow in wisdom and in understanding. 
they will never, they will never lose their way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. Our children are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. Our children are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. In the name of the Lord Jesus, they are for signs and wonders. They belong to God and only God will they serve. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and take the cup now. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for our children. And even now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we decree that they are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. We declare that their minds are sound by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you for their academic this one's for academic excellence for them, oh God. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that they read and they understand. They are quick in grasping. Thank you, Lord God. As they are taught, they understand perfectly. Thank you, Father. Oh, their minds are open even now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to dear Tim Stamaka for this great privilege. And thank you to all our amazing co-hosts. Thank you, everyone. I'm sure you have a most beautiful day. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to Esteem, Pastor Deborah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Esteem, your brother Martins. Thank you, Esteem co-host. Glory to God. Okay, it's the celebration segment, and we're going to do this very quickly. Today is the 20th of June, 2023. Glory to God. If it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, any special occasion, an anniversary, I would like for us to celebrate with you. Please quickly come to the chat room and tell us about it so we can celebrate with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If this is your first time and inspired by the word, please come quickly to the chat room. Let us know your full name. What state or city you're connected from if you're connected from within Nigeria? Let us know the state or city. If you're connected from outside Nigeria, let us know the country. And of course, who invited you? Glory, glory, glory to God. Okay, birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. I'm sure we have some birthdays today. Okay, so... Vanessa says, today, my little sister's birthday, she turned nine. Happy birthday to your little sister. Uh, it seems Richard Darlington says, yesterday was my husband's prolific birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday to your husband. Happy birthday to him. Stapera says, today is my friend's sister's birthday. Sister, praise a day to you. Happy, happy birthday to your friend. Happy birthday to them. Okay, any more celebrations in the house? Oh, Niall says, today is my niece's birthday. She turned nine and today is my aunt's birthday. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Okay, Brother Raymond Chinemerem says, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Brother Raymond. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Glory to God. 
Okay, Sister Ugo. Oh, sorry. Ugo Venice says today is my friend's birthday, Sister Stella Ike. Happy birthday to your friend. Sister Abigail says today is the birthday of my zonal secretary's wife, Esteem Pastor Judith. Happy, happy birthday to Esteem Pastor Judith. Oh, Sister Faye Tola Israel Osho says, yesterday was my husband's birthday. Happy, happy birthday to Brother Israel. Oh, wow, so amazing. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Glory to God. Okay, so NG says today is my brother-in-law's birthday. Okay, his name is Onye Puchin. And my cousin... My cousin's daughter, her name is Becky. So happy birthday to your brother-in-law and your cousin's daughter. Happy, happy birthday to them. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. Um, Hope says, Hope Abundance says, today is my... Oh, mommy, Hope Abundance says, today is my granddaughter's birthday. She turned 12. Oh, happy, happy birthday to your granddaughter, mom. Um, okay, celebrating all our birthdays. Daisy says today is the birthday of a very special person, Pastor Judith Ishoma Bright. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday. Glory to God. Happy birthday. Leko sofrekizo bradaga suntele bonde. Leko sofrekizo manto tala mange doshta. Antaliga shakatala mando fradesco paradiga. Yes, it is a season of blessings. It's a season of increase. It's a season of favors. Montele brondo freki gabaya. Oh, shakatala mande kibaya. Yes, your steps are all ordered, O oh God. Using the birthdays we have in house, esteemed Brother Israel Ashore, um, Brother Raymond Lakora Basunta Kalengra Ziza Kataya, happy birthday, Leko Bashataya, and it's their as it's their birthday, Loka Bashataya is a season of happiness, is a season of celebrations. Lakora Basunta Kalamande, Eleko Shanamande, yes, it cannot be stopped. Mondoko Boshata Kabaya, for the Lord has ordained it so. Celebrations upon celebrations, Marko Shata Kabaya, yes, they are filled with joy. Joy, joy unspeakable full of glory yes everything their hand finds to do prospers prospers exceedingly we thank you for all our loved ones hallelujah this season for them is one that is beautiful hallelujah it's an expression of your glory in their life dear father oh thank you precious father thank you dear lord jesus christ in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray Amen, 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 hallelujah. Happy birthday once again to all our celebrants. Sister Glennis has her phone number in the chat room. Please reach out to her um, so that we could celebrate you further for all those whose birthdays are in the house. Glory, 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 glory to God. Thank you all so very much. Once again, to have a beautiful day. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Mark. I'm grateful for this opportunity. Over to you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Brown. Oh, Balako, Sakalaba, Shatta, Badantakaba, City, Kivayana, Koshana, Kapana. Lord, your God and your mercies endures forever. 
you are faithful from generation to generation. Thank you for the victories that you've given us every day. Thank you, Lord, for being gracious and kind to us and not allowing the desire of the enemy to be fulfilled in our time and in our day. Thank you for answered prayers. Oh, so many of them, so many of them. For the privilege to pray, knowing that we can bring you into a situation and that becomes the game changer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name forevermore. Amen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Um, it's a blessing to be here on a daily basis. Thank you so much, esteemed um, co-host, for all the um, different segments handled. Thank you especially for those who read the Bible. Um, Brother John, um, Pastor Inye, thank you for that amazing time. Hearing the Bible being read is a blessing. To know the truth, the opportunity to hear and know the truth, it's a huge blessing. There are many people in the world who are lost, many who are being deceived. And they don't even know. They don't. But you know, because you know the truth, you can walk in the path of the truth. And you can walk in the path that God has preordained for you. You can see deception for what it is. You can see lies for what it is. So much is happening in our world. Men and women, children alike, are being made victims of the deception of men. Anyways, we are praying and we're seeing changes it was um three nights ago we had prayed for was it saturday or sunday esteemed sister kevin aries i stand to be corrected when we prayed for children um concerning the um educational laws bills that wanted to be passed and all the things that they wanted to do to regulate. That's one. Then there's the one we prayed about for just a second. When we prayed concerning the regulation of Christian practice concerning the church in Nigeria and the the bill has been kicked against. Um, so many people are standing up against the bill. And just as we prayed, things are happening in our favor. And you remember that, um, I think it was in April, 
when the man of God was talking to us about the month of April, and then he referred us back to April last year, which was the month of watching and praying. And he began to talk to us about watching and praying. So when we see all these things, um, we're, we're, we're on the watch, scouting out for the, um, the enemy's um, ploy, the things that he's trying to do. And as we, as we find them, we find them ahead of their plans and we're able to bring them to the place of prayer and to change them. So we've had several testimonies already many of the things that we prayed about. Um, there was a time we prayed concerning, um, there, were, there were two senators, again, two guys like that in, in Israel who um, wanted to um, criminalize the preaching of the gospel. They, they had passed a bill to say that anyone who preaches Jesus will stand to be termed a criminal, go to prison and face whatever um, charges that they have connected to that act. And we prayed about it and it didn't happen. There are many things I could go on and on and on. I'm saying this to say that the things that we pray about, we really are receiving answers. So um, the prayer times that have been assigned to us, um, we, we have 15 minute slots of prayer from 10 a.m. to about 12.15, um, um, 12.15, or um, Sister Kevin, is it 12.15 or 12.30? Those prayer times are assigned to us and each of us have about 15 minutes in the different teams where we, where we are praying, with whom we are praying, right? So um, you're supposed to be connected online here. So take it seriously. We did say that for one month, each team is focusing on a subject matter. There's a team that's praying for children every day. There's a team that's praying for the leaders of the nations every day. There's a team that's praying for um, the needy people of the world, the poor, the sick, the weak, the internally displaced persons, all of that. And we have different matters like that that we're bringing to the Lord in prayers on a daily basis. Please show up as much as you can for your prayer time. And when that time comes, log in online, join your team to pray and ensure that you post on Telegram that you are praying. Praise God. So we're not um, following up anybody personally to inform you about the prayer. All the details are on the Telegram group. If you are asking which team I belong, check the Telegram group, check the pinned messages. All the team teams were pinned from team one to I think team 10. If you check, you find your name amongst a team. And if you don't find your name, feel free to post on the group that you didn't find your name on any team and then you'll be assigned a team almost immediately. Praise God. So please let's take the um, prayer times that we have seriously and I did announce that the 9.30 p.m. Um, GMT plus one prayer is no longer compulsory for everyone um, we are aware that across all the churches different prayer programs are happening so um, 
many have like hours, extra hours of prayers that have entered. And of course, prayer, praise and prophecy are based on the team of the month that have entered into their schedule for the month. So um, as the main thing is you're able to join your 15 minutes prayer slot between 10 a.m. and um, 12.30 p.m. GMT plus one. Um, the people that are supposed to be praying at 9.30, they know themselves. But I did say that if it is still convenient for you, if it is still okay for you to join, then it is fine. Praise God. Um, three days ago, I started talking about um, seven steps to bringing in your harvest. And number one, who remembers number one? Who remembers number two? The links to our groups are on the chat room. Um, if you're not there, you can join. Oh, thank you, Lord. Number one, sow your seed. Number two, get aggressive about getting your harvest. So number three, don't give up on your seed. That's number three. And I want you to open to Galatians 6 and verse 9. Who can help us get Galatians 6 and verse 9 on the screen? Galatians 6 and verse 9. Akosa kabaya rakaba shara kabaya nta kabaya shele krendele resoteke baya. Um, KJV of Galatians 6 and verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Then um, NLT, NLT says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. If we don't give up. You know, um, it matters what you do while you are waiting for your harvest. And this is where um, many miss it. That season of waiting. And you need to understand that Waiting doesn't mean you just stay and do nothing. Because when people say, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord, I'm waiting on the Lord. And I remember the pastor has told us about waiters. And he says that you go to a restaurant and he explained, said, when the waiter comes to you, the waiter doesn't just stand doing nothing. The waiter actually attends to you. Whatever it is that you want at that moment, the waiter ensures that you get it. Your harvest is actually determined by what you do while you're waiting. And the thing about this period is that the waiting period is usually the toughest part. Because sometimes, you know, you sow your seed and then it seems like a silent season follows. And then sometimes you wonder if the harvest will come. And through the years, there are many who seem to have sown seeds and then it seemed like the harvest didn't come. So this is that season that determines what happens to your harvest. So, so much is determined 
to the um, connected to this waiting period and how you wait is very important. Now, how do you wait? You know that first and foremost, in matters that our seeds are sown in faith, our seeds are sown in faith. And when, when a farmer plants, of course, he expects that the seed would grow and he keeps expecting no matter how long it takes. So the, the corn that was planted in January, the farmer wants to harvest it in April. So even though that by, by February, the, fa the farmer is in, in, is in their need of the harvest, he knows that he has to wait till April. So by February, the harvest hasn't come. He doesn't get upset and walk away. He doesn't forget, say, I beg this harvest is taking time, let's burn it. No, he doesn't stop. And this is where, um, you know, sometimes you sow a seed and then maybe when you were sowing the seed, you got a word that within the next 24 hours, do I have a witness in the house? <laughs> within the next 24 hours, you're going to have a miracle. 24 hours came and went, 48 hours, 72 hours, two weeks, one month. You now even look at the person that gave the word. And you told me 24 hours ago. So some people feel like because that word 24 hours, it didn't happen according to the 24 hours, then you feel like it will not happen again. It matters what you do when you are waiting. So no matter what happens, keep expecting, no matter how long it takes. And voice your expectation voice it you know every time you think you think about that seed you think about the harvest that you're expecting you know and the devil is trying to tell you that ah bono they told you ah, it's 24 hours they said now see now it's already one week nothing happened in 24 hours just forget maybe you did not even give him faith maybe you gave grudgingly he's trying to give you a reason why your harvest will not come brothers and sisters you need to know that god is faithful and that's why we just read in Galatians 6, 6 and verse 9. He said, he said the harvest will come if you don't give up. So did you notice that it's connected to you? It's not connected to God because the God, is, is, you will get it. As long as it depends on God, your harvest is released. Your harvest, he said, we, when we started, we read, right? He said, seed time and harvest will not cease. Do not cease. So as long as it's dependent on God, that one is a shorty. But as long as it's dependent on you, if the harvest comes or not, it's up to you. It's up to you. And it means that you cannot give up. Some of you have sown some strategic seeds this year. And some of you have even forgotten the seeds that you have sown. You need to go back and look at what you gave. And calculate your harvest. Remember, we, we did a calculation, right, when we started. What is 30-fold? What is 60-fold? What is 100-fold? And for many, what is 1,000-fold? Depending on the kind of harvest that was promised to you, do your calculation and understand what you are expecting. Then every day, voice your expectation. Father, I thank you. I'm so expectant of my harvest. My harvest is here and now. 
My harvest is big. My harvest is large. At the least a hundredfold. At the least a thousandfold. Voice exactly your expectation. Say what you want to see and say it again and again. Because once your word, your words align with your heart, your, your, your testimony is sure. So if you give up at any point of the harvest, you are, the, it becomes a problem for your harvest. So don't give up. Don't feel weary. Don't, don't, don't forfeit the harvest. Don't walk away from the harvest. Don't feel like, oh, it, I've waited so long to receive this, my harvest. It's not working. I beg, I beg. You, you not feel like, you know, some of you not even get to a point where maybe there's a call to give another seed. And then because you did not have at that moment to sow the seed, you are not feeling bad that, ah, since I did not even have seed to sow now, that means I will not have harvest. Brothers and sisters, you have past seeds that you have sown now. Stop feeling bad about availability of seed for today. First and foremost, it is God who gives seeds to the sower. You are not the one. Don't take responsibility for what God should be doing and then feel bad that you are not able to do it. If there's a call to give, express your faith and say, dear father, my father, my father, the one who gives seeds to the sower and the one who also is the God of the harvest. I thank you because this project that has come, I have seeds to sow. And of all my seeds sown, thank you because I have access to my harvest because it is from harvest that a farmer has seed for the next planting season. So every call to give is a reminder that your harvest is here and now. So brothers and sisters, number three says, don't give up on your harvest. How you wait is important. So be expectant, no matter how long it takes. Just hold on and be expectant and voice your expectation. At the praise aton, we were told that expectation precedes manifestation. So we will have indeed the harvest of our seeds sown. Brothers and sisters, no matter what has happened, have the confidence that you will have your harvest and your harvest is here and now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. So um, I pray for those who are ready to give your offering. You can send it to your churches. We give offerings on a daily basis um, as, a, as, a, as a sign of gratitude to our God for the word that we receive every day and as also a, 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 um, a symbol of worship, recognizing that we're dealing with the God of all the earth. Praise God. So send your offerings to your churches, your PCFs, wherever it is that you give your offering. We have said that um, this is not a church and we don't um, collect offerings here. Praise God. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to give an offering this morning. We declare that it is sanctified by your Holy Spirit and it is acceptable unto you. And I pray, O oh God, this offering may it be a harvest provoker. Are there those who have sown seeds and their harvest are due? Is there a devourer that stands in the way of their harvest? Is there something that stands in the way of their harvest? Lord, by this offering, we rebuke the devourer. We rebuke that matter, that thing. And we declare that the harvest which you have received, which you have re re released, Lord, 
is accessible to them. They receive and enjoy and walk in the fullness of their harvest, possessing their possession as they go in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Even this day, the harvest will come as business opportunities. They will come as deals. They will come as free monies. They will come as free cars, free businesses, everything free. They would come. They would come, they would come, they would come, and they are coming now. Harvest on every side in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, by the time we're meeting on Saturday to share our testimony, remember that we said that we're going to have testimony festival at the end of the month, and the first of it would hold on Saturday immediately after the devotion. I look forward to amazing testimonies of harvest amongst many other testimonies that we would have. Praise God. Thank you so much for your time. Um, see you at the prayer times um, from 10 a.m. GMT plus one and have a most beautiful day. At this moment, I'd like us to unmute our mics as we share the benediction and the grace mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>